Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Satellite Sisters, welcome to today's show. It is Sunday, February 10th. I'm Liz Dolan. I am in Santa Monica, California, joined on the line by my long-lost sister, Monica Dolan, in Portland, Oregon. Monica, welcome home. Thank you, Liz. Home at last. (laughs) Yes, I've had quite a busy week uh, crisscrossing well, oceans. Oceans. Uh, oh, well, I know we're... Oceans, and now I'm back. I know we're going to get a complete trip report. Um, other sisters have all kinds of things going on. We will have a report on that on the e- at the end. We'll fill you in on what they're up to. Uh, but first, I have a question for you, Monica, because I know you are a not only a committed vacationer in general, but a committed ski vacationer. Yes, I love ski weekends. Mm -hmm. Ski weekends. So the big question in Southern California this weekend is, would you let a massive manhunt for a killer ruin your weekend? Uh, So here's what's going on here, as you've probably seen in the news. There's an ex-cop by the name of Christopher Dorner who has already killed a bunch of people, allegedly killed a bunch of people towards the end of the week. He's a 33-year-old former LAPD officer. And they believe he is up in the Big Bear area, uh, which you know is a ski area in the San Bernardino Mountains, not far from Los Angeles. And so they closed down the whole ski area on Thursday to look for him and then didn't find him. And on Friday, they kept looking, but they reopened the ski area. So imagine you're going up. Your plan was to go to Big Bear for the weekend. How do you figure this out? Like, okay, Killer on the loose, potentially, at the ski area. More than 100 officers, they said many in tactical gear and carrying automatic weapons, would be around the mountain. They're going house to house looking for this alleged killer. But, so that's the downside. The upside is they have tons of new snow. (laughs) They have. It's been snowing very hard there. And so it's kind of a prime weekend. How much do you let the massive manhunt for a killer cut into your ski holiday, Monica Dolan? Liz, I would not go up there. I would not. No, I would not go skiing for the weekend. I mean, who wants to be up there and see police blockades and all that police activity that's just a downer and it's just a horrible story and there are you know the three victims already in los angeles and do you want to be thinking about them all weekend and about potentially this killer being out there when you're trying to relax and uh, the idea is to go outside yes exactly (laughs) and to spend your time outside Mm -hmm. not spend your time like hold up in some, you know, terrible ski condo looking out at the police activity, I would not go. I would just skip it. I mean, there'll be more snow. There'll be other weekends, and hopefully they will catch him. So I wouldn't go. Yeah, I feel like I could probably put the drama out of my head while I was actually skiing, like in the daylight, on the mountain, while I'm skiing. It wouldn't get to me, but... At night, when you think of, 
like the crappy condos we've been in in the past or the little mountain cottages. I've never been to Big Bear, but apparently it's a lot of little cottages that are kind of, they know nobody's in during the week, so they think he might be holed up in one of those that he could have easily busted. So they're they're, checking in and... Yeah. It's like a movie. It's like a really bad movie. It is. So, uh, yeah, I feel sorry for the ski areas because they're saying that um, skier days way down this weekend. But you kind of can't blame people for getting scared off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Well, that's one vacation you would you would take off your list. But you just got back. On last week's Satellite Sister, we reported that you were off in Hawaii, of all right. places. It was, oh, boy. It was amazing. I went to Oahu for the first time. I, I've been to Hawaii many times. Been to the Big Island, Kauai, Maui. Really, Kauai is my favorite. Um, but I've never been to Honolulu. I've never been to the island of Oahu. So... I was so lucky. This was a work meeting. If you can imagine, Liz, a work trip sending you to Hawaii. And it was for a project that was not my project. Really? It was was the other nurse that I work with. And she said she had to pass on the trip because she had some things she had to do here in rainy Portland. And so I feel like I won the lottery. (laughs) I mean, really? I, I just, she let me go in her place. It was just so unbelievable the way it happened. So, of course, as soon as I heard I was going to go, I just started my trip planning because I like to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you I, are the queen of TripAdvisor. Right. Wouldn't you say <laughs> that TripAdvisor is your number one source of entertainment across all media choices, more than TV, more than radio? You're basically searching for vacation opportunities online. <laughs> For the perfect vacation condo. Sheila said, I never met a, Monica never met a vacation condo she didn't like. So, of course, you know, I looked for the El Cheapo condos, but surprisingly, they were all gone because this was some last minute planning. Um, so, I, I decided to go. The meeting was on Monday. So, my only obligation was to show up at that meeting, 8 o'clock on Monday morning. And you know what? I was there at 730. Oh, you're so <laughs> I was the first one there by a half an hour. Um, so I decided to go to Hawaii early. I went on Thursday. And because there's this lovely direct flight from Portland, it's just so painless. You get on, the flight leaves at 10. You get there at 2.30 to Waikiki. You still have the whole afternoon. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I was surprised about, well, one thing, because it was kind of a fancy meeting, they said that they were going to have a limo pick us up at the airport. There was going to be a car and a driver, but I emailed the guy running the meeting. I said, you know, don't worry about that. I'm coming in early, spending a few days on my own. But when I got there, there was <laughs> the limo driver was there with the sign with my name on it. <laughs> and I said, that was First surprise, I was like, oh, I, I'm just surprised. He said, oh, I'm sorry, did I spell your name wrong? And I said, no, you didn't spell my name wrong. No, I usually prefer to take the public bus places if I possibly can. I was going to take the $12 <laughs> shuttle, that you know, the one that stops at like 12 hotels before it gets to yours. Yes, yeah. So it, was, um, it was actually quite delightful. I was in this sort of stretch Lincoln Navigator. Ooh, nice. Some giant car. There was chilled water. It was it was all very, very lovely. And then I told him uh, the name of the hotel I was staying at, um, which I 
many hours of searching. I, I zeroed in on the Queen Capiolani, which is sort of a mid to low priced hotel. Was your driver surprised? He was extremely surprised. He said, I'm not really familiar. (laughs) And I think at the Queen Capiolani, they were a little surprised when the big limo pulled up. (laughs) But you know what? I love that place. It was, it was just fantastic. I mean, I had like a dead on view of uh, Diamond Head, which is so spectacular. What I was surprised about most is how much I loved Waikiki. Really? It's, it's a city on a beach, and it's the biggest city in Hawaii. And I usually go for the more remote setups, you know, something more natural. But I just thought I had a blast there. I thought it was really, really fun. There was a lot of energy. There's the beautiful beach. It's just, you know, all of these sort of fancy hotels. There, Yeah, there's a lot of tourists there, but so what, you yeah, know? Yeah. That, I mean, you can see why. It's because it's so great. And it, it was just so beautiful, Liz. I think I sent you an email. Like, the first night, I ate dinner outside at this lovely, well, it was a bar. I mean, <laughs> so I, I just ate at the bar, but there was live music and a hula dancer and it's just so balmy and breezy and it was sunset it was just amazing yeah it was great um so then i you know i really had three full vacation days the way i looked at it friday saturday sunday so friday i hung out in waikiki found a nice little section of the beach of course at the queen capilani they just handed me a beach chair um, and said, here, just use this for a couple days. Bring it back when you leave. That's the kind of place it was. I, I, I absolutely That's love. all you really need. I mean, some people might need or want more, but you really just need the beach chair. I really wanted the, the free or the cheap or free beach chair and beach towels. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was it. I was set. So uh, hung out, just cruised all around Waikiki on Friday. Then on Saturday, I had rented a car. Um, I'd secured the car earlier because I wanted to drive to some of the other beaches in Oahu because I knew that, you know, you need to get out of Waikiki to really see the rest of the island. So had my little rental car, had my beach chair, had my towels, and I, <laughs> I drove. <laughs> I mean, I drove around that entire island. I just feel like I saw a lot of Oahu, but I went to... Kailua Beach, which people said was the most beautiful beach in Oahu, and I have to agree. I mean, it was just absolutely flat out, just spectacular Hawaiian beach. You know what that's like, Liz? It was like a two-mile crescent where you can walk up and down. The ocean was beautiful. Now, it was on the windward coast of Oahu, and so it was windy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's why they call it the Windward Coast. That's why they call it the and that's, Is that where the big surf is, too? Because you read all about the North Shore of Oahu uh, being the okay. major surfing site. So the big surf is, yes, Liz, on the North Shore. But Kailua Beach is on the Windward Shore. But it is the beach where um, Barack, o- Barack and Michelle Obama, that's where they vacation. Oh, so that's okay. where the Obamas go every year for their Hawaiian vacation. And I can see why, because it's extremely nice. Um, Uh Extremely nice. So then I drove up to the North Shore, 
drove back to Oahu. That was a big day. And then I still had, I had Sunday. And so on Sunday, I think I told you this, I had researched that you can take the public bus to this giant snorkeling park called Hanauma Bay. Very famous, very beautiful, (laughs) packed with tourists. Mm -hmm. So what? You know, it was just like an amazing giant snorkeling like public state park and the bus was 250 it was right across the street from my hotel took the beach chair <laughs> rented some snorkel gear or do you have your own do you travel with your own snorkel gear with me and if i hadn't brought my the snorkel mask and fins with me i probably would have bailed on going to nama bay but i figured i dragged all that stuff there so it was actually it was beautiful because the bus took you right by diamond head and down the coast you saw all these beautiful beaches and then i spent like five or six hours at hanama bay and uh had some good snorkels swimming and then i had to you know come in come back and i had to check into the fancier hotel where the meeting was so i just walked in there you know, all salty, sandy, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it was funny. So on Monday when I went to the meeting, I met up with one of the young doctors that I work with. He was also there at the meeting. And he said, oh, how has your vacation been? I was telling him I went to this beach and I was swimming in the ocean, did this and that. I went snorkeling all day on the beach. And he and I felt like I had quite a nice little tan. Oh, a tan. Well, by by Portland standards, it could be different. I had a little glow going. I Uh mean, the fact that I was, like, wearing a dress with bare legs, I felt like my legs looked really tan. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy about that. I was telling about all this time on the beach and, you know, up every morning, going for a long walk. And he looks at me and he goes, what what kind of SPF do you use? (laughs) He said, because... You don't look like you got any sun at all. And I'll tell you, Liz, I am started to cry. <laughs> <laughs> that just burst my bubble right there. He goes, Wow, you must really pile on the SPF. I said, Well, I don't like to be sunburned. You know, I, I feel like that's the that's You should have said, Well, you should have seen me about four days ago when I looked blue. <laughs> Exactly. When I was blue, I, I really thought I had quite a tan. And I mean, we're talking, I was on a beach without an umbrella, which wow. is big for me. Yeah. Yeah. Normally you do travel with, it's the umbrella and the beach chair that are your two must-haves. <laughs> My two, or I'll just rent an umbrella. I don't care what the cost, but there was nowhere to rent an umbrella where I was. So I just was throwing just all caution to the wind, you know, and I felt like as a result, I had quite a nice little tan going, but apparently he didn't, he didn't think oh, I did. So dang, it dang. was just, you know, it was just wonderful. And then Monday night after the meeting we got to go the they they had a sponsored dinner for the meeting but we got to go to like the incredibly beautiful Haile Kalani Hotel in Waikiki one of the best hotels there on the strip and it was all it was just lovely you know it was just such a nice break it was it was just wonderful 
I know, you know, growing up on the East Coast where we grew up in Connecticut, which is under like 10 feet of snow today as we speak, the idea of going to Hawaii was so exotic and it just seemed so far, which which it is. So nobody went to Hawaii or the few people that did, you were just like incredibly impressed. But when you live on the West Coast, and first of all, it's like right there, as you said, it's like a relatively easy nonstop flight. Mm-hmm. The time zone difference works in your favor on your way out. And once you get there, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, Hawaii is just everything you want it to be. It is. I, I agree. The ocean, uh, the, the, just the weather, the weather is so beautiful. You wonder why, I just wonder why I don't go there more often. But <laughs> now I'm saving my coins, saving my money so I can go back. You know, it's just the perfect break because the weather's so lousy here in January and February. Yeah. So yeah. I'll save my money and go back next year. It was, it was lovely. All right. Well, for a lot of the people under the uh, the 10 feet of snow now on the East Coast, or even some of us here on the West Coast, Monica, last weekend we had a conversation about television binge viewing. Leon brought this up because there was all of the hubbub about the new show on Netflix called House of Cards starring yes. Kevin Spacey and how they they – they put all 13 episodes there at once so you could watch everything all at once. So we were talking about the ups and downs of binge viewing. Is it good? Is it bad? Do you ruin it for yourself? And in general, pe- people seem to be pro-binge viewing. I personally enjoy two or three episodes at a time. So we, we posted some of this on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Satellite Sisters group, it's really easy to sign up, and there's lots of conversations that go there. And there were some interesting uh, binge-viewing confessions there this week during the week. One was from Judy, who said she binged-viewed 60 episodes of Six Feet Under. No, no. I'm guessing it wasn't back to back to back to back to back to back to back. But uh, she just still that. Oh, I mean, I I consider binge viewing like three or four episodes at a time. Sixty. That's hilarious. Yes. yes. Diane said that she binge viewed eight seasons of Law and Order. Which that one surprised me because it seems like. Law and Order's on TV 24 hours a day. Like, isn't there a full-time Law and Order channel? It seems like every time you turn on television, you're going to get one version of Law and Order or another. But Diane enjoyed eight seasons, binge-viewed eight seasons. I don't know of which one. Uh, So that was interesting. And then another one that made me laugh is Anne posted on the Facebook group that she binge-viewed eight seasons of Weeds. And I'm just thinking, like, if you've got your mom at home watching eight seasons of Weeds, it could send out an interesting message to neighbors and friends coming through the house. When you're just sitting at home, binging on Weeds, the people might think there is some weed involved in that actual activity. Um, but uh, if you so if you have any binge viewing confessions to make, please go to our Satellite Sisters Facebook group and do that. Monica, I know you've done some of this. Weren't you just getting into Homeland a few weeks right. ago? I, yeah, I I download. Well, I bought the season one of Homeland, and but I I savored it, Liz, because I had a lot of airplane trips, and I finally watched uh, the end of season one when I was in Hawaii. So I sort of saved them up. And I would watch like one or one or two episodes of a t- at a time, which I enjoyed. And then I also bought the first season of Girls 
And, uh, well, that's R-rated. You yes, know. it is. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would not suggest watching girls on an airplane uh, <laughs> in a public place. But I enjoyed it. Very funny. Writing's great. So I'm finished with season one of Girls. And so I'm just wondering what I should get next for mm-hmm. my next trips that I can, you know, I'm, I don't have Netflix. The well, only person in America who, who does not. But um, I'm just wondering what I should buy for my next trip. I think that's a good question to post on the Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of people making good suggestions. I noticed there was a conversation that you were involved in this week on the Facebook group about what to read and what oh, you're currently yeah, reading, you... and people were looking for book rec- recommendations. And, you know, I read when I was in Hawaii, which was so unbelievable, Unbroken. I keep hearing how great that is. Yes, That's about the it, World War II. Uh, what is he, an airman or a soldier? He's a uh, he's an airman, and uh, I don't want to give the story away, but he gets uh, shot down, and there's a life raft. That's all I'm going to say. But what made the book really interesting, I like books about history, and it's, you know, it's just a fantastic book, really well written. You feel like you really understood what it was like to be in the war in World War And it's nonfiction, right? It's not a novel. Yeah. No, it's nonfiction. And what I didn't know at the time was he was based, when he did all of his training, in Oahu at these Air Force bases. At the Queen Kapalani Hotel? He was... (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Queen... You say it used to be barracks? (laughs) (laughs) It might might have been built around that time, WW2, but... It was just interesting. I had driven all over the island, and there's a lot of Air Force bases there on Oahu. So it, I, I just enjoyed reading the story when I was in Hawaii because part of the story takes place in Hawaii. So, mm-hmm. Well, so that conversation is going on on the Facebook page. I noticed somebody posted that they had just finished Gone Girl, which I just read over uh, Christmas, which I loved. And I'm extremely happy every time I read a little tidbit in the entertainment news that it's Reese Witherspoon who is developing that as the movie. Oh, good. You've read Gone Girl, right, Monica? Didn't oh, Gone Girl, yeah. Oh, yeah. I read Gone Girl this yeah. summer. Yeah. Everywhere so, in America. So, um, okay, I have, speaking of television, I have a little um, space-time continuum issue for tonight's television that I am wrestling with. You know, Sunday nights are unbelievably competitive on TV now. Everybody puts their best shows on Sunday nights. And so tonight we have just multiple levels of conflict uh, because, of course, we have Downton Abbey on Sunday night. Of course, we have Downton Abbey, yes. Yes. But then it's also the return of The Walking Dead. So this is... The second half of season three starts tonight, which I know may not be your kind of show, Monica. Uh, but aren't you involved? <laughs> yes, but I, but I work on The Walking Dead. Exactly. So it's it's something, I, because I work on The Walking Dead, I, should, watch it. I feel like I should support it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then tonight is also Grammy night. Oh, yeah, the Grammys. Which is, like, who? Ne- I don't need any more award semo- ceremonies in my life. You know, there's just a lot of award ceremonies on TV now. But the Grammys is a very unique kind of show where you see great performances. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a conflict. But then the real space-time continuum issue for me is this. 
the the pre-show for the Grammys is always good because unlike the Oscars where everyone dresses very tastefully, at the Grammys people are crazy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So you just see a lot of outlandish dressing, which I enjoy. And crazy hair and hats and things and like so so you gotta watch the pre-show, uh, which on the West Coast comes on at three o'clock because the show starts at five o'clock. But oh my I'm- gosh, three o'clock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, set your DVR now. Woo. And uh, but just like the Oscars, where it's like the pre-show is at three o'clock and then it's live at five o'clock mm-hmm. because it's eight o'clock in the East. Except CBS tape delays the actual show only in the West Coast. So that we still have the red carpet from three to five, but then we have to wait until eight o'clock to actually see the show, which is just annoying. I That's think. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then this year they even added another layer of complication. They are live streaming what they call like the pre-telecast. You know how at the Grammys, they give out a lot of awards before the television show actually starts? Mm-hmm. So, you, so that will be live. So you could be, just to make the time-space continuum even more complicated, you could be watching the pre-show on TV, like the red carpet. Then you could go to your computer and watch the pre-telecast, and you're going to see what's happening live inside the hall, while on TV you're watching what's happening live outside the hall on the red carpet. But then despite the fact that the pre-telecast is live, the telecast itself is not live. So you still have this... So new- confusing. It's so confusing. And, of course, in previous years, we've been able to deal with this because you just, okay, you go off, you have dinner, you do whatever you need to do. But now, because of the spoiler problem on social networks, you even have to go into, at 5 o'clock, you have to go into this social media blackout. Yes. Otherwise, everyone on your Facebook page is ruining, I mean, not that, you, not that you really care who wins the Grammys, but it's better to not know as they're announcing who wins than it is to, to see this all in advance on your uh, social media feeds. And I can't remember if you were on a couple of weeks ago, Monica, when, when we were talking about the Lady Sybil syndrome, that that happened to me with Downton Abbey a couple of weeks ago when... Well, I won't spoil what happened to Lady Sybil, but let's just but say... But we all knew. We but, all knew. You knew the next morning. I knew that night something really, really big happened. And yeah. I didn't see the episode live. Yeah. I taped it. So, But I knew there was a major event that was very sad. That's all people can say. <laughs> yep. So tonight it's even worse because you're going to have that happening for Downton Abbey. You're going to have that happening for The Walking Dead, where they kill off major characters in every episode. I mean, I'm not telling you anything that people don't already know. I'm not, I don't know that anyone dies tonight, but many people die in every episode. So I can just <laughs> assume people are dying tonight. And then, uh, then you also have the Grammys. So it's, it's a tough one to, to really figure out how to navigate that. Um, so if people have any suggestions about your strategy for avoiding the spoilers, uh, go for it. Um, in the meantime, we did get via good old fashioned email from Julie Dolan. Or, or let's do, let's do the little sister recap. What people are up to? The Leon on last week's show, Monica was talking about how she had finished her novel once and for all, handed it in. I'm sure you've talked to her. She is super psyched. Yeah, it would be too. Yeah. So she so she she handed in the novel. The only thing she had to finish is in the novel 
there is a book within the book. So she had finished the book, but this week she needed to finish the book within the book. And so, and she was joking how if you're ever, if, if you're ever writing a novel and you are tempted to have the, the storytelling <laughs> device of the book within the book, she really recommends against it. Now, now that she's attempted that herself, it's just, just setting yourself up for a much harder level of storytelling than you need. So, <laughs> so, so this was the week she had to write the book within the book. Oh my gosh. And she called me uh, Friday night about 5 o'clock. She called me on my cell phone. She was in the Vons parking lot in Pasadena where she lives because, you know, Friday night at Vons, it's $5 pizza. Of course, I assume you know that. Uh, So she was waiting for the $5 pizzas to come out. (laughs) She just wanted me to Trying to finish her book within a book? She had finished the book within the book. Yes. So (laughs) she just wanted to report that not only was the book done, but the book within the book was done. She's so, celebrating with the $5 pizza. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> that, that was, yeah, that was her, her big celebration. Sheila, as we know, is working hard at work where she teaches third grade, but she's also in training for a master swim meet. So we're not sure how she's doing with that, but she set that up as a goal for herself. And then from Julie this morning... Well, Julie has been filing the roller coaster report because, as you know, if you're a regular listener, um, our father had moved to Dallas this fall right as our mother got very sick and is um, in the very late stages of Alzheimer's. And so he's now living in a facility very close to where Julie lives. So Julie is the sister who's on top of this now, right, Monica? No, she's on the scene every day. Yeah. She said she goes twice a day now to yeah. see him. Yeah, and she goes twice a day because it's really, you never know you go. what you're going to find. And so on Thursday, she went and she said he was having a really great day. So that's when the roller coaster is up at the top of the hill. And now that we've been through this enough, we know that if you're having an up day, chances are... Sooner or later, the roller coaster comes down. And in our dad's case, it was sooner rather than later. And he had a very bad day on Friday that involved, like, choking on a lot of food. And so so Julie is dealing with all of that. Uh, that's one reason why she can't be here. But she wanted us to know that another reason she couldn't be here this morning is, uh, you know, she's got the big lot. Black Lab Zorro. You've met Zorro, right, Monica? <laughs> Slow-moving Zorro. <laughs> He's just like the labbiest lab. He's just like this is the biggest, blockiest piece of furniture in their yes. house. He's just adorable. <laughs> he is so nice. But uh, if you're if you're a dog lover, you probably know that the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show starts tomorrow. And uh, exciting. That is exciting. Another television event uh, you have to tune into. And so she said, I want to give Zorro a bath so we can watch the Westminster Kettle Club dog show together. I want him to feel good about himself when he sees all those buffed dogs. So so good for Julie. She's handling the drama and, um, you know, the really difficult demands of caring for our father. But in the meantime, she's also managing to spend some quality time with Zorro and... Uh, trying, to, trying to increase her dog's self-esteem. <laughs> You're working on Zorro's self-esteem. <laughs> so that's that. And then um, the last thing I wanted to report from this week is that I had... You know, I work 
in Los Angeles, but most of the people that I work with are in other countries because I'm in international marketing for, um, for a bunch of television networks. So this week was the first time I had a bunch of people that work for me in other countries all come here for a meeting. Normally, I go to where they are, and they are in Italy and Argentina and Hong Kong and London. But this, just because I'm tired. I, I <laughs> How did that go, Liz? It was great. It was really? really, really great, Monica. It was it was so much fun for them because they don't get to see each other very often. Uh-huh. I get to see everyone, but they don't they see each other on video conference every day, but they don't you know, the team in Argentina doesn't really get to see the team from Italy very often. So that was really fun. I purposely put them at a super fun hotel on the Sunset Strip because I knew that, I mean, they're all like a million years younger than me. Yeah, that they would want to really experience fun L.A. Yeah, yeah. And from there, like on the Sunset Strip, you can do whatever you want at night as opposed to being over in Century City where our office is, where there's nothing going on in Century City after 8 p.m. So we had a very fun week. It involved, we work, I work on the lot that is, 20th Century Fox. So there are a lot of television shows that get made there, and most of them had never been there. You know, from all over the world, they market these shows, but they don't ever get to see the making of the shows or what the lot looks like and all of that. So that was really fun for them. And you know how if, when you go to these multi-day meetings, even if it's kind of fun, it is just exhausting. You're kind of in a room all day together and you're working Why hard. is it so tiring? I, it is. It is. Even that one day meeting I went to, by five o'clock, I was like, get me out of here. Yeah. Okay. It's- that... Exactly, Monica. I've had that experience so many times that I figured at the end of the very last day, I needed to do something that would wake everyone up. Like, we (laughs) needed to end with a bang. Ooh, well, I can't wait to hear what you planned, Liz. I could not figure out, like, what would be the perfect thing. Something that would be unique for them because they're all just visiting the United States and don't come here very often and something from our business. And so I realized 20th Century Fox, the movie end of the television studio where I work, the big release they have coming up, like, 10 days from now, is Die Hard 5. <laughs> so I figured, finally I have figured out after several years at this company that if you call over to the film division and say, hey, could I get an advanced screening of Die Hard 5 for my department, they will actually do that, that for you. Is that the Bruce Willis movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Bruce Willis vehicle. Yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> what's hilarious is on the 20th Century um, Fox lot, as you, as you walk around the big sound stages, they have huge murals painted on the side of the sound stage of famous movies that have been shot there. So you see, like, Julie Andrews in A Sound of Music. You see uh, Some Like It Hot. Um, you see, well, The Simpsons. <laughs> it's, all, it's all created um, on the Fox lot. Have you ever been there, Monica? I can't no, remember. I, I've never taken the tour list. The, uh, yeah, so there's, there's no, it's the only movie studio in, um, in Hollywood where there's no public tour at all. You can only walk around there if you, well, in your case, if you're with me. So, um, so they had seen all of these huge murals, and earlier this week, they unveiled a huge mural of Bruce Willis from the original Die Hard. And, 
And one of the big office buildings uh, that people work in, which is called Fox Plaza, if you ever saw Die Hard 1, which I'm just guessing, Monica, you never saw. I probably never saw it. You, I may have. You've probably seen Is ten- he a cop? Yes. He's a, he's okay. a, and, <laughs> it, it's yeah. sort of coming back to me. Well, for those of you listening who probably have seen Die Hard 1, <laughs> and if you've seen it once, chances are you've seen it 10 times, you know that a lot of it takes place around a building called Nakatomi Plaza. Well, Nakatomi Plaza is actually just the office building on the Fox lot. <laughs> and so, like, the people who work where I work, if they work in that building, if you ask them, like, what building are you in, people always say, oh, I'm in Nakatomi Plaza, <laughs> even though there's no <laughs> such place as Nakatomi Plaza. So I thought it would be really fun for the team to see Die Hard 5 and to really see it in like an old-fashioned Hollywood screening room. There are a few of those scattered around. So that's what we did. Isn't that the perfect way to end? I thought it was just so... Really fun, Liz. Yeah, that sounds great. At 5 o'clock, we piled into this little screening room. So there were, I mean, there were only like 22 of us. So this is a a screening room with the cushy velvet seats and you're, you know, you're in there by yourselves and you're feeling very Hollywood, which we never normally feel. And... uh, (laughs) Die Hard 5, let me tell you, Monica, you might actually enjoy this movie, despite the fact that action flicks are not really your genre, Uh because the entire thing with Julie, but we also toured around the city quite a bit. In the middle of winter. (laughs) Yes, we were there in January. It looks like this movie was shot in July, Uh, so you're not getting that, but it's this crazy, action-packed, it's just... Car chases lead to explosions, lead to gunfights, lead back to car chases. This is apparently the the DNA of the diehard brand, as we say <laughs> in the marketing business. But it was hilarious. I got to okay. say, I felt like it was just the perfect note to end a kind of intense multi-day meeting on. Because by the time people, like, sort of went crashing out of that screening room after two hours, well, 97 minutes, you couldn't possibly take two hours of this. <laughs> oh, there's even, like, this crazy, I won't tell you too much about the plot, but they also go to Chernobyl. <laughs> so oh. there's, there's nothing about... Anything that happens that is even <laughs> vaguely realistic or or possible in the real life, which is what makes it wildly entertaining, whether you like action movies or not. So it was kind of, it was really a fun way to end the meeting. And then we just off went off and had a little uh, a little dinner together and, and everyone headed home at the yes. end of that. So if you're, if you're, if you're a diehard fan, this is like super diehardy. And, <laughs> just, and if you're if you're not a diehard fan, I don't know what to tell you. It, it is it is it is it is wildly entertaining once you suspend all disbelief of any kind, <laughs> you know. And uh, the there's this car chase. Well, I won't even get into it anyway. So I ended my week. In, I ended my week with a bang. In other words, Die Hard Five. Uh, that's my little that's my little capsule report. So. You got anything uh, interesting coming up this week? Um, well, you know, I'm trying to secure my next vacation. <laughs> you lock it in. I'm trying to trying to nail down my next do my next vacation planning because I'm going to Puerto Rico. Really? You just yes. got back from Hawaii? <laughs> I know. I know, Liz. I'm you are living the life. In a couple of months. So I'm um, I'm deep into the trip advisor. Is that also for a work trip? 
Yeah, it's a work trip. Another work trip. Yeah, this this year's been really great for that. <laughs> so I'm kind of trying to nail down, you know, place to stay and what part of Puerto Rico. I, sh- I mean, I'm going to San Juan, which will be very fun. Uh, and then what I'm going to do for my after vacation. So I'm taking suggestions for places to go in Puerto Rico for a couple of days after San Juan. Okay. Well, if anyone wants to make those suggestions on the <laughs> on the Facebook page, yes. one one other Facebook note I'll make is the uh, this week, Monica, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. You know, we're we we are each in our own way still struggling with having just lost our mom a couple of months ago and you know I know from talking to you and talking to Sheila and Julie and Leanne, like everybody is experiencing that differently. It's, yeah. But everybody is experiencing that constantly. And uh, I know for me, especially on Saturdays, today is Sunday, but, you know, for the last three years since mom and dad moved to Southern California, I've pretty much spent every Saturday with them. Yeah, that so, was the day you took them to the movies. You yeah, got we went to the farmer's market. Right, right. So I'm finding that, you know, Saturday, Saturday is a particularly hard day for me. That's where I feel like the loss most keenly is on Saturdays where I'm used to like getting out of bed on a Saturday morning and then figuring out what we need to accomplish together. And um, so I was yesterday and I go off to my my little weight, weight loss group first. And as I told you before we started recording this week, I managed to gain a pound on my weight loss. (laughs) So all you can do is tell yourself, well, at least it's not five pounds, right? Yes. It's like it probably would have been more unless I was trying to stay on top of it. And then as I'm driving home and I'm thinking about this and that and, you know, what you want your life to be, when you lose your parents, it does feel, it feels a lot different. And I was thinking, I either need an interior designer to come help me redo my apartment or I need a therapist, or maybe I need both. <laughs> you need someone. You need I, some outside help, Liz. I do. I need some outside help. So I got a little bit of outside help at the end of the day yesterday on Facebook. You know, you're just trolling through people's posts. And somebody who is a Facebook friend of mine posted a video that is just a dog jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> And I gotta say, I don't really have the therapist I need or the uh, interior decorator I need, but the dog on the trampoline really did the trick yesterday. <laughs> and it looked got, got you over the hump. It, yep. it got me over the hump. It looked like more than a million people have already watched this dog on the trampoline. So I recommend it. It's very simple: dog, <laughs> trampoline, hilarity ensues. I mean, you can just imagine what that is like. So uh, that was yesterday's solution. That's probably not the permanent solution for me. <laughs> I still got to figure out what that is. Uh, but there you have it. All right. So so we're good. We're off. Another week starts. We'll be back mm-hmm. here. Satellite Sisters back next week. We'll see uh, which of the sisters can turn up for that. And in the meantime, don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>